What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. All right, what is up, everybody? You are tuned in to episode 26 of the Loaded Gloves Boxing Podcast. I am your host, Scott Jarvis, and I am here again uh, with my two uh, co-hosts, Victor Atkinson and Michael Shepard. How are you guys doing today? It's good, homie. I'm all right for once, man. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. How are you, Michael? Good. Glad to be back. Good. Yeah, it's good to be back, guys. Um, now, this show today uh, will probably be a little bit short again, um, and I wasn't too interested in what boxing was serving up last night, so I actually took the night off, So, uh, and I know, Michael, you said you had the fights on in the background, kind of, you know, the background noise. Uh, and Victor, you weren't sure where to start or what to watch, so uh, you skipped too. Um, so I don't want to spend any time doing a f- any kind of fight review, um, but we'll jump right in and preview next week's fight, the only meaningful fight happening uh, next week, and that's the uh, Gilberto Zerto Ramirez fight. Uh, he's facing off against a guy named Romer Alexis Anguilo, uh, Angulo, and that's a 12-rounder for Ramirez's uh, WBO superweight title. Um, now, prior to... Uh, the, the fight actually being announced, guys. Uh, I didn't know too much about um, Romer. Uh, I think his name is how you pronounce it, Romer Angulo. Um, but I went and I did some uh, additional research on him last night and this morning. Um, I don't think this guy has any kind of shot at beating Ramirez. Uh, uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on this one? <clears throat> Yeah, I'm the same. I didn't. I'd never heard of him. I had to YouTube yeah. him to try and try and find out who he was. Unbeaten Colombian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't see Zerto having too many, uh, too much trouble with him. Um, he looks kind of like a dangerous fighter. So I think it'll be a later round stoppage. But mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a fight Ramirez really should be winning if they're if they're pushing him on and to those sorts of levels that we're kind of expecting him to get to further in the year. You know. Sure. Maybe a fight against Chris Eubank Jr. or something, or someone on the yeah. from the World Boxing Super Series in the future. So, okay. Now, what about you, Victor? Uh, do you think that uh, uh, Angula has any kind of chance at beating Ramirez? He doesn't. This is a joke. The, like the yeah. only good thing about him is really that he's tall, just like Zordo is. That's really it. Does Colombia even actually have like a good boxing scene? Because that's also a very important thing. Because most of his fights, I'm pretty sure, if I were to look this up on BoxRec, I don't have it open, but I'm pretty sure if I were to look at it, you would just see a lot of fights in Colombia. And... Uh, he's had a lot of fights in there, but he he's fought uh, in other places as well, but not as much as at home. Yeah, that matters a whole lot. 
sure. like other places like what like are talking like America against like good opponents. You just they don't recognize anybody on this resume though. So yeah, I mean right. that's that. This is not a guy that it really bothers me when this shit happens, man. I don't even yeah. it happens a lot with Zordo too. I well, it it makes me wonder with with Zerto because I I think he's a decent fighter. Um, we obviously he's he's still you know newer to the game, so we don't know how good he actually is or how his high his ceiling might be. But uh, you know, you're right. This this kind of match matchmaking does happen a lot with uh, Gilberto Ramirez, and uh, it makes me wonder what what they're doing with the guy or you know where he's headed because uh, you know every time he he looks decent. You know, he gets a fight like this, and then other times he just looks kind of average, and he gets another fight like this. So I'm kind of wondering what uh, Top Rank's trajectory with the, with this guy is. Um, now, one thing of note about uh, Romer Angulo was uh, that he fought a guy with a 16 and nine record just over a little a little over a year ago, guys. Um, so I'm I'm with both of you. I think I, I'm probably more in line with with your opinion on this one, Victor. I think. I think this fight's a complete joke, um, and the only reason I really wanted to preview it is because uh, obviously uh, Zerto's a uh, a WBO uh, super middleweight title holder. So um, in that regard, um, I know we talked off the air, Victor, and I said that the fight was had seemed to be a little underpromoted, given the fact that he's you know a major title holder, um, and given the fact that he like Michael just said a few minutes ago, uh, you know, might be important to some of the guys that are coming out of the World Boxing Super Series tournament, um, as well as guy, other guys, you know, like David Benavides and stuff. Uh, they're kind of sitting in that, you know, that uh, they're 168th elite elite row right now. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, you know, what, what was going on with that? But um, what was it you told me, Victor, that he just isn't that important at this stage of the game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like... This fight isn't important. It doesn't matter. Okay, so if you're promoting a fight like this, you're going to promote it as like a stepping stone or something else. You're going to be like, all right, sure. so this is a showcase for Zordo. You know who he's going to fight next. This is what you're expecting. You know, like this is what you're going to get. This is him at his best. But mm-hmm. there's nothing on the horizon here. So, like, why <laughs> should I even care about this fight? It means absolutely nothing. And right. then it leads into absolutely nothing. Like, what? <laughs> Right. Well, and now, you know, to, to, to kind of to kind of move backwards for just a second, um, you know, I stated at the beginning of the show that, uh, you know, none of us really had a great deal of interest in what happened in boxing last night. And that kind of goes back to just what you just said, Victor. It was it's like, well, what's next? Why is this fight important? You know, really nothing happening. So, uh, you know, it makes it it does make it a little tough to, to stay interested in it or stay focused on it. Um you know, outside of, of talking about it for the show and doing research and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I hope that Ramirez does something more meaningful after this one. But, uh, again, we got to wait and see. Um, now, Michael, was there anything else you wanted to add to this fight or to next week's action before we move on to uh, the remainder and the bulk of the show today? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, with that, we're going to try something a little bit different because boxing pretty – pretty much fucking sucks in 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 the beginning and middle part of summer every year so um so you know what? you know who I would have rather that? have seen Zordo fight right now even though I feel like I'm probably the only person that would have enjoyed this who Korobov like as far as a matchup mm. that's kind of like a um 
I guess like a softer touch or whatever, not like soft touch, you know, but like against somebody that's with a name, not like a big, yeah, like 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 a smaller fighter. I don't know how I want to phrase it, but like some kind of like a low risk type of fight, you know, something that's not mm-hmm. like oh super dangerous, high profile, or whatever. Korobov would be interesting to me. I feel like he would pose an interesting set of problems for Zordo, and should also at this stage of Korobov's career right now, he's kind of old. If we're gonna be real about it, and also right. hasn't really been active that much, and smaller than Zordo too. I think that's yeah. a very winnable fight from, but it's something that I'd be like, okay, this is kind of interesting. I would give me a better indication of what Zordo's capable of. It'd be nice to see Korobov again. I would like that because they talked about it before. Uh, Korobov mm-hmm. called him out and I mean, he calls everybody out and then just nothing happens. We get this instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, even at this stage of, of Korobov's career, I think it would be a better fight than, then uh, Angulo oh, is going to give Ramirez. It would be a curve off to be fucking <laughs> fifty, and we a better fight than this. Yeah, it's just it's one of those. This is just one of those fights. It's just you know, I'll be watching it because you know I love boxing, and we're going to talk about it next week for a few minutes. But you know, it's it until Zerto does something a little more or a lot more significant. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the opposition he's facing, I don't have too much interest in the guy. Um, sometimes I wonder, uh, before he had moved up, if, uh, Bob Arum was actually serious about, uh, putting Wait. him in there with Gennady Golovkin. Before he moved up? I didn't know he yeah, was Yeah, do you remember? He was, is he? Or, were they, or were they, no, they were going to meet at super middleweight, right? Wasn't it? There was, he there was kind of a... Yeah, there was talks about that. There was talks. I looked about boxing. He didn't start off at 160. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, usually because he didn't I, start off and then move up, but that's interesting. Yeah. Because based on what I've seen from from Mira's side aside, you know, I I don't think he would have posed much of a problem to Golo- for Golovkin. But uh, you know, that's just I guess that that ship has long since sailed. Um, but let's let's move this on. Uh, we've got a bunch of news and notes to cover today, um, and we're, and then we're going to talk about a couple of other uh, different things this week and probably throughout the remainder of the summer on the show. Uh, but the first bit of news and notes, uh, and I'll start with you, Michael. Uh, it was announced last week. Uh, that season two of the World Boxing Super Series is heading uh, over to Eddie Hearn's DAZN, uh, which is a streaming network, a boxing streaming network. Um, now wait, wait, wait. What's that? Is that actually how you say it, DAZN? So I've been saying it yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it's pronounced. It's like it's like a like oh. like an it's like an urban like pronunciation like DAZN. You know what I mean? Like okay. I've been you know, saying DAZN this whole time. <laughs> DAZN. <laughs> Nice, dude. Well, you know when I when I first when I first saw you know D A Z N, uh, or that Eddie Hearn had made a deal or bought it or whatever the case is, I th- I thought what the hell the hell do you pronounce that? You know, hey, I'm watching yeah. Dazin, you know, and then and then Eddie Hearn said no, it's the zone instead of the zone. So, you know, okay, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, That's yeah, I don't, yeah, I yeah, I I agree, Victor. I totally agree. Uh, but uh, the tournaments, this next season of tournaments, guys, uh, includes Bantamweight, Junior Welterweight, and then one as-of-yet unannounced weight class. Um, Michael, I'll ask you first, um, what do you think of this news? What do you think of DAZN? And do you think this the, the tournament or all three tournaments coming to that network or to that streaming service, does it justify the $20 price tag? I'm still kind of waiting for more information about DAZN to see – uh, where it's going to be, whether it's going to be like just a stream service or whether we can get it added to like DirecTV, we can get it added to Dish or, and the mm-hmm. price, everyone's saying $20, but they haven't kind of made it official yet. Um, sure. I think it's going to be good for us 
in the US because the last World Boxing Super Series was just pretty hard to find. We could find a few of them on YouTube or Facebook, but um, you know the quarterfinals and the, the early stages, the Showtime, HBO, or any of those uh, TV networks did, weren't carrying them. So I right. think for us in the US, it's going to be good. Um, obviously, I know my friends back home; they all had it available via Sky Sports, so you know they could mm-hmm. watch every round. Um, so in that essence, I think it's going to be good for us. But until we find out kind of the official information for how we're going to be able to actually watch it, whether it's going to be online or whether it's something we can actually add to the packages that we already have. So if we actually watch it on the TV, which should be cool. Um, right. Kind of make my mind up. I'll try to try and make my mind up then. Uh, if, if it's $20, I'll probably give it a try and see what it's like. And then if it's not worth it down the line, maybe just pick it up for the fights that I want. Um, right. But we'll have to just have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. How about you, Victor? Where are you at with all of that? Yeah, I mean, like, what are we doing here? Is it twenty dollars a month? That's 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 the word on the street. It's not official yet. Yeah, that's a very high asking price. That's yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, man. I mean, I really like the World Boxing Super Series, so I kind of like this is exactly what I want from boxing, like the World Boxing Super Series. That's pretty much exactly what I've been asking for. And mm-hmm. although I'm on the boxing protest, it would be kind of hypocritical for me for me to actually get <laughs> what I want and then be like, nah, I'm not paying for it. So right. I, kinda, I really want to, but at the same time, $20 a month is a lot for this. And I'm not exactly sure how much... I'd have to look in the details of this deal in particular because it might be a situation where your $20 like mainly supports this zone thing and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter too much for the World Boxing Super Series thing. So there have been instances where a company like does something like that and it ends up working that way. So you think you're supporting one thing, you're really not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of ambivalent towards it right now. I, I kind of share some feelings with both of you guys on DAZN. Um, I mean, I'm I'm really stoked that the World Boxing Super Series is is going to have this this platform that anyone in the you know on the on the planet can can pick up and utilize. Um, at least that's the plan, or as I understand to be the plan. Um, and I like the the weight classes that they've announced and some of the fighters. Um, but as far as like the service goes, Victor, I I got to agree with you. I think twenty dollars is it's probably two times as much as it should be. Um, I tried, um, Michael, you weren't with us because you were actually live at the fights, uh, but I tried ESPN Plus a few weeks back, and um, the first thing I noticed when we were watching together, Victor and I and a couple of other people, was that it had fucking commercials. So oh, yeah, I don't yeah care that was funny. If, yeah, I, I, that I don't care if I'm... Yeah, if, if I'm paying for a service, whether it's five $5, $0.10 a month or a year... If I'm paying for the content, there should be no advertisements and sponsors. It, you know, if if the five dollars a month doesn't cover the the uh, excuse me the cost of operation, you know, the logistics of it, then raise the price. You know what I mean, and explain it to the to your fan base. But um, if the zone is anything like that, um, I'm not interested. If it has, I, I'm almost certain that that Hearn's going to say, oh well, you can go back and watch, you know, this fight and that fight or this this fights from you know certain venues or certain promoters or my guys or whatever, like all that shit's on YouTube. I, I'm not going to pay for that. You know, even if they took them all off of YouTube, I can find them on another website. So, you know, uh, 
it, it's it's tough. But like you said, Victor, I, I'm kind of conflicted because uh, the World Boxing Super Series like gives me almost everything I want to see in boxing. Uh, in 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 the in the instance of the the cruiserweight tournament, it uh, it gives me just about everything. I mean, we're even going to get an undisputed champion uh, next month, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, so you know, it's hard to complain about that. But I'm wondering what else Eddie Hearn is going to throw onto that network. Um, and uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys and talk about uh, regarding Dezo- Eddie Hearn's zone is uh, Anthony Joshua. If he's included. Um, and say, say it's just hypothetical here, guys, say the wilder Joshua fight is included on the zone at any point in time. Uh, and, and all of Joshua's fights are going to be included on there, regardless of whether they were pay-per-view anywhere else in the world or not. Would you guys be in on it? I mean, I highly doubt that they're going to do that. That seems right. Pretty fucking risky. Just to make it like exclusive yeah. like that on the yeah. zone. In which case, if it's not exclusive, then there's not really much of a point to doing it on. Well, I mean, like, there's a point to doing it, but like it's not going to be one of those things that's like a make or break deal. So sure. I'm I'm just not going to care. I just don't see how that's realistically a thing. But even yeah. if it was like exclusive, I'm just I I don't care about anything Joshua that much to be honest <laughs> with you. Like I like him. Okay. It's not going to be like my right. twenty dollars a month is going to be. Like, no boxer, even my favorite boxer, which Anthony Joshua is my favorite, but even if he was, that wouldn't warrant the $20 a month. That's more than fucking, like, two Netflix subscriptions where they're going to be real well, about it. So, right. Right. No, and, and, and Joshua only fights twice a year, so there's that to exactly. consider, too. So yeah. uh, where? how do you feel about it, Michael? Absolutely. I would definitely add Anthony Joshua on it. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I, I I was afraid we were all going to agree on that again. I'm kind of, I'm ambivalent with that too. Uh, my wife asked me, you know, what if what if they put AJ on the service and you didn't have to worry about pay per views and you know, every fight of his was on there? I thought, well, shit, you know, like I would probably at least pick it up for Yo, the month. That wait a minute, that's what? more than a pay per view because like what we're is? talking about it because Joshua only fights like twice a month anyway. Well, twice a month, twice, well, twice a year. A year. Anyway. <laughs> and if you like keep it for the entire year, you're paying way more than you would for a pay per view. Right, but like I was gonna say, Victor, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that w- would agree with me on this. Uh, kind of like HBO, when there's no boxing, like in Game of Thrones is off season. Like I don't subscribe to it. I won't pay for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll stream or go find a download or something or get it from a friend. I, you know, but, uh, and then I pick it up again when this, this, the stuff I'm interested in comes back. So like if they announced, if they announced Joshua versus, you know, Wilder, for example, and Hey, you know, in, in April of 2019, okay, I'll order DAZN for one month and then I'll cancel yeah. again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, 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 I mean, 20 bucks gets me the pay-per-view, the Joshua Wilder pay-per-view or any big pay-per-view like that, you know, and the, and then I can enjoy the other, all the other shit that they throw in as a, you know, as a side note, you know, for the, yeah. for that one month or for my 30 days. Um, and then just cancel it again and, and, you know, re-up as soon as, you know, whatever. And I'll probably do that with ESPN plus, um, if there's ever anything major on there that, you know, I have to see, or, you know, like I said, those streams are everywhere and I can find decent quality streams and I can go out and buy, you know, have a, have a, Fifteen twenty dollar meal and sit and watch boxing all night, and I don't, you know, I'm not paying for any networks or, or you know, uh, you know, held any contracts or any of that bullshit. So um, there's always options, but you know, I, I don't mind supporting the sport when the when the sport 
gives us the the quality uh you know of content so to speak um now uh what was i gonna i was gonna go somewhere else with this and i totally lost my my train of thought um okay um i actually wanted to move on unless there was something you guys wanted to add to the zone or to the world boxing super series uh tournaments that are happening i think at the end of this year you guys good on all that uh yeah, what do you think the third weight class is going to be? Ooh, they haven't yet. I don't know. Why, why don't you answer that one, Michael? Because I have no idea. <laughs> I heard a rumor they're going to be doing a light heavyweight. Oh, That's what I've been hearing, fuck. too. Are you fucking serious, both of you? I haven't heard yeah. a damn thing. Oh, nah, my God. They've been talking about light heavyweight. No, no, okay, now we got to digress a little bit here. I want to stick to this one. If that mm-hmm. actually happens... What let me instead of who participates, let me ask you both and I'll start with you, Michael. Who do you think opts out? Like and says, I don't want any part of this. Um, that's a good question. Kovalet. You think Kovalet would opt out? I don't it depends who goes in. Like Adonis Stevenson, because he doesn't like to fight, that's that's more than one fight a year. So I don't he doesn't retire straight away. <laughs> and like um, not even Stevenson's like forty. He's retiring soon. So it's a good question. It's a good question. I'd say Adonis Stevenson probably would opt out. I could see Kovalev going in because he doesn't seem to ever really turn down a fight. Mm-hmm. But do Jack maybe? Bivol maybe? Um, so well, better be of. Uh, Sullivan Barrera, I mean, that five. Uh, maybe one from England to keep those guys in there. Anthony Yard or Daniel Dubois, someone like that. Mm-hmm. Isn't Dubois? Hey, wait. And didn't didn't Yard turn down a bigger fight recently too? Didn't did. that just happen? Uh, against hmm. Peter Biev, I want to say. Hmm. That that yeah. makes me kind of curious. I mean, he wouldn't be in it, but like he. <laughs> If he got in, he would be one of the, like the lower seeded, like borderline well, sure. fighter type fighters. Sure. And I don't know. People get mad at Anthony Yard for turning down these fights, but because they're like, he's twenty seven, it's the peak of his career. He needs to go and do something right now. He needs to take a beat or be a fight. But I'm like, he also doesn't have a lot of amateur experience, so he's kind of going to get an instant loss if he fights with somebody like that right now. And if that happens right now in this position, he's going to be stuck for like three years. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Like he's just going to just be done for a while. And I don't think this is a good time for him to be done. So I think he has to be yeah. like pretty careful about what's happening. And then there's also like the huge problem of matchmaking in general. Anyway, I think mm. he's kind of stuck, but yeah, I don't see him participating in a tournament like this. If I, yeah. oh. if I were managing him, I wouldn't put him in. Right. Well, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you, Michael. I think that uh, uh, Adonis Stevenson is, I mean, he's a joke, so he's not probably won't even be in consideration for it, or he wouldn't consider it himself. Um, I know Kovalev has said in the past a couple of times that he would totally be all in, um, but I don't know how Main Events feels about that, or HBO feels about that, um, especially with you. We have to remember those tournaments are going to Eddie Hearn's service now, so. Uh, and Kovalev has that contract that says he has to fight on HBO. Um, now it's worth noting. I don't know when that when that Kovalev an, or when that contract expires, but um, I'll have to look into that because now I'm really curious. Um, I think Sullivan Barrera might participate. 
Uh, <laughs> he won't call the smoke. I'll tell you that. He was definitely opting in this. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, it's good for anybody's career, but I, I, I think he would probably do it. Um, Gavazdik, uh, probably. Um, who is who promotes Beater BF guys? Is that uh, is he with Heyman? Yvonne Michelle. Yeah. So yeah. So he Heyman. Yeah. Yep. So be. Uh, I'm always when it's a top rank fighter or a PBC fighter. I'm always kind of leery about whether they'll partic- participate in something like this. Um, yeah, he tried to get out his contract, but he lost the lawsuit. Right. So may, maybe Beater Biev. I'm on the fence about him. I think Badu Jack would definitely participate. Uh, Alvarez is about to get knocked out in a couple of months um, by Kovalev. I think he might opt in. Uh, Bevel has to be in there. Uh, You've you got to have him and Kovalev in the tournament. Otherwise, it just it loses a lot of steam, I think. Um Shit. Uh, who else do we have up there? We have Marcus Brown. Who yeah, else is it? One seventy-five guys. Joe, how about Joe Smith? He would get iced by pretty much everybody. Yeah, but we need we need eight fighters for the tournament. So, uh, like, really, <laughs> if you think about it, if you even look at the cruiserweight tournament, which we all agree is more stacked than the super middleweight one, it's actually sure. just like four top fighters and then. Two guys that wait is it even four? Briettis, Usyk, Gassiev. Who was the other top seeded one? Dorticos. Okay, so oh, Dorticos wasn't yeah. like, like super proven or anything like that. We weren't really sold on him, so it's like three top fighters, and then Dorticos and uh, Kadriashov for like the kind of like question marks there, and then mm-hmm. you had the other three. Guys, I don't I don't know how many I just named like whatever the remaining <laughs> number is. Yeah, those right, two guys right, right. weren't really like on the same caliber. So you don't like the president's already said that you don't need like eight exactly top level guys, you know. So I think we're okay. enough right now. You just like add in like whatever else at this point. If, you know? Yeah, if you if you get the top four or five guys in there, I, I think you're right, Victor. I think that would that would play out well. Um who is who's a must for you, Michael, in a in a 175 tournament, who do you have to have in there to, to be excited about the thing happening? I think most people want to see Kovalev. Uh, sure. And then I think in the tournament, I think they're going to have to try and probably put in, like, obviously all those big guys we mentioned, and then probably with it coming to the U.S. audience, I'd imagine they'll probably want to throw in at least one American, and then they always Marcus seem to have Brown. at least one or, one or two Brits in there. So I'm thinking either for the British side, either Anthony hard. Yard or yep. Callum Johnson. Because Callum Johnson was supposed to yeah. fight uh, Biev. so Ooh, I yeah. forgot about him entirely. Yep. And then I just looked <laughs> up and that that, um, that fight seems to be taken off. Because that seems to be pretty much uh, sewn up. Because I did an interview with uh, Callum Johnson and he he told me about it, but then that seems to have disappeared. So whether they're uh, both negotiating to go into the next tournament, I don't know. Hmm. Well, God, I I hope so. I hope I hope you guys are right, and I hope the the at least half of the guys that we mentioned here today uh, show up in the tournament. Um, it's all you know. I, I I I part of me hates the the cruiserweight tournament because it's spoiled us. It's shown us what can happen, like when boxing gets it right. You know what I mean? And then when you don't get that again, it's always a little bit of a letdown. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when uh, Sarland is going to or Schaefer is going to announce uh, 
you know, the third weight class or even when those those uh, tournaments are going to start. But uh, when they do, again, they will be on Eddie Hearn's DAZN uh, streaming network. Um, and if, if, you know, if it, shit, if it turns out to be a 175 pound tournament, uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely pay 20 bucks for a couple of months to, to, you know, to, to watch those without the, having to hassle finding a good stream. You know what I mean? It'll just make things a lot easier and more convenient. I can watch it on my TV without any, you know, without having to hook my computer up to the TV. So uh, that would get me to buy in for a little bit. Uh, now, before we move on, guys, I want to uh, let our listeners know that if they have uh, any questions, comments, or want to chime in on anything we've talked about or maybe haven't talked about yet, uh, they can do so by calling us at 657-383-0391. Um, they can also tweet questions to all three of us at, at split the boxing at seven, five, seven Vic or at M Shep 10. Uh, now with that said, guys, uh, let's move on. Um, uh, it was reported on June 21st that Jarrett Swift heard, uh, injured or tore his left rotator cuff, uh, and underwent surgery, uh, to have that repaired. Uh, it was also reported that he needs six weeks of physical therapy and then, uh, rehab following the surgery. Uh, but that he, st- he still expects to fight at least once more, uh, this year, most likely in the autumn. Um, what did you guys make of that? Uh, and, and, uh, do you guys think he comes back this year and against whom Michael? Kind of disappointing because uh, he seemed mm-hmm. to be one of the only guys recently who was the champion that was kind of never really shying away from a big fight. Um, sure. And he was talking talking a good game, you know, calling out some of the bigger names like Kel Brook, like we were talking about a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm hoping when he comes back, I imagine he'll probably do the same thing that a lot of guys do. He'll have like kind of an easier fight just to see how the injury is and then hopefully he'll step mm-hmm. it up come, come Easter time. Mm-hmm. Um who he'll fight, probably someone of a lesser name. Um, I can't really think who, who would be available. Uh, kind of take a look and see. Give me a minute. Well, I mean, uh, if it's a lesser name, and are you talking about like immediately after the injury, like his first fight coming back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to go with somebody that's like around the top, like between 20 and 30 like ranked on like box or some shit like that. Like somebody that's not really anything at all. So I wouldn't even like bother looking up and try to name anybody. Cause I guarantee you it's not going to be anybody <laughs> in the top 10. Right. It's not, he shouldn't fight anybody in the top 10 after an injury like that. You don't want to just like step in cause your body doesn't work the same way immediately. You, well, it might not, you know, you just don't know. So it's not something that you should really like risk. You don't want to yeah. lose your title over some dumb shit coming back too early and just finding somebody over like that. something like that. Yeah, of yeah. course. And then you're not peak and then you might not get a rematch. You just fuck everything up. So I don't, well, if he just fights some kind of like bum, I guess is what you want to call them. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, <laughs> even, I, wouldn't I wouldn't be like, nah, that's fucked up. I was just like, nah, you did the right thing, homie. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally. As long as he doesn't go the uh, Keith Thurman route, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jerry um, Hurd even has that in him. No, I, I think he, I, I think he's a much, much more of a fighter or a warrior than than Keith Thurman ever was or will be. Um, I just think he has that, you know, it's ingrained in his brain or the way he was, he was programmed from birth. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I no. Thurman is a Heyman fighter, so he might not have much of a choice on who he fights. He might be setting out to try to get out of his contract. We really don't know what the exact deal with him is. I don't. That's true. For them, it's kind of hard for me to criticize them when they 
can't make that many decisions anyway. So I was like, I don't really know what's happening there. <laughs> yeah, the, I, well, the, well, go, go ahead, Michael. Uh, Keith Thurman's supposed to be back uh, August 4th in uh, Brooklyn. He's scheduled to be back. Mm-hmm. Right. Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah, hope, Yeah, hopefully. And uh, he said that he wasn't going to be fighting anyone in the top ten. He made that very clear. And I, uh, of course, I, I get that, Victor, like you said. You know, that's stupid to come back against somebody, you know, a real credible threat, uh, especially after, a, you know, a quote-unquote injury. Uh, but, you know, I just – Herman uh, – Herman. <laughs> Thurman has this habit of kind of just, you know, like you said, when you, when you're, when you fight once or twice a year, especially once a year, every fight's a tune-up fight, you know, and you never progress – or get any mm-hmm. better, so you know I, I don't think I don't think that's going to be her, the case with Hurd, um, but uh, yeah. I definitely don't expect him back against you, you know any any anyone major you know, and I I think even maybe a fight in the you know his first fight of 2019 will probably be maybe not a soft touch, but you know, but maybe a, against a, more of a gatekeeper type of guy, and then and then maybe they'll they'll start looking at the bigger fights for next fall. Um, Hopefully that happens. We'll talk more about that probably in the next 30 minutes or so. Um, now, the next thing I want to uh, move on to, guys, and I'll start with you, Michael, um, is I wanted to talk about the 10-point must system. Um, and I, I, and I, I'm bringing this up today because um, you guys have seen my scorecards, and I've always scored fights like this. I was taught to score it like this by my grandfather, you know, who kind of raised me on the sport. Um, and I know I have a lot of – there's going to be a lot of opposition to this opinion. Um, but – I am of the opinion that if a round is so close that you can't, that you hesitate to score it for one guy or the other, that there's nothing wrong with scoring it 10-10 or 9-9 or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? Um, And a lot of people have a problem with that because they feel there should be a clear winner in a round. Um, Michael, I want to start again. I want to start with you. Uh, What are your thoughts on the 10-point must system? And do you think it should be changed or revamped? For me, I don't mind the 10-point system. I think maybe add some extra judges. So mm-hmm. if you've got like one or two judges, they, they can influence the fight. But if you have five judges, then you've got hopefully more of a chance of getting the right decision on the night. Um, sure. I know, that, I know that the MMA are, having, are talking about doing a similar thing and some adding more judges in because obviously, you know, you get people like Adelaide Bird who are ruining uh, world title fights. <laughs> right. So... I think adding more judges and having more people, having more eyes on the fight should hopefully make it um, an easier way and we'll get more decisions that people agree with. Okay. Uh, What about you, Victor? Well, okay. So, honestly, because there are so many things you're supposed to be, like, judging the fight on, I think if you're scoring an even round, you probably shouldn't be, and you're actually missing things on it. Because... There's just so much there that there usually is actually a clear winner there. You're usually not factoring something in to make you score it even. There's very few matches where I watch it and I'm like, okay, you basically like land the same amount of punches, you uh, throw it at like basically the same rate, you like control. Like that doesn't really happen. It's never really equal to me. I always am okay. like, okay, you won based off of these things or like just based off of like how often you did them or like the time. But a thing a lot of people do right now too that I've noticed when they score fights is that mm-hmm. it's like they'll only score like 20 seconds of the fight. It's really weird. Right. It's like 
it's like some like one guy will be in control for the most part of it, like not complete control, obviously, but like if you like total the entire time of it, right? He would be in control for like two minutes, and then you would have like forty seconds of nothing, and then another guy would like do something for like twenty seconds. But like he'd have a big twenty seconds, but he's still lost for like two minutes combined, and they'll give it to that guy. <laughs> like that's not really right. just what they're doing. They're scoring the entire round here, not like this tiny little segment. That's what I think happened in the Keith Thurman versus Sean Porter fight, to keep it real mm. with you. Because to me, Thurman was up against the ropes, not really doing a whole lot, getting control, getting willed on. And then he would land like maybe like one or two solid. They were good punches, but not enough to win the round. And that was pretty much every single round of that fight. I'm not saying Thurman or Porter won every single round, but that's like the general <laughs> thing of it. And sure. it, it bothered me that so many people wanted to score that fight for a third. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, but as far as <laughs> making it a 10, 10 round, I, I don't like that idea really. It's the problem here is to like make the, um, if the problem you're trying to fix is like just bad decisions, then just fix the judges or do what Mike said and just add right. more judges. My idea for fixing the judging, <laughs> the scoring problem is always to make their, be five judges but like four of them or just the actual regular ass judges that we have and have the five be the crowd just have them have some fucking button to press or something like that and right. that would actually be really dope because usually if you're trying to fix a fight you can't fix the crowd at all they're going to pick whoever they thought won and sure. if you want to fix a fight in that case because of the crowd you're definitely going to have to pay off all three judges to make sure or sorry, you're definitely going to have to pay off three judges just to make sure that the crowd isn't a factor in that shit. And I don't think they're going to want to put up that type of money every single time they want to rob somebody because robberies are super common right now. So I think that would fix yeah. everything. No, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I don't know. I don't really have an answer to to how to fix, you know, that, that you know, the shitty scoring and, the, you know, the, the Adelaide Bird problem, um, you know, that boxing has or has had for Watch a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I I like the idea of getting the audience involved, but I but I also know for the same reason, like, it, and I I don't want to get political, so but I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak on this for just a second. Like, I I don't vote. It's I think it's a complete waste of time, but um, I also don't believe that anybody should be able to vote. I think that's fucking stupid because you have morons out there. That, that don't educate themselves, that don't pay attention to things, you know, that are easily swayed. Like you said, Victor, the last 20 seconds, you know, a guy's shoe shines, doesn't really do any damage or the shots are blocked, but maybe they're, maybe they're new, new to the sport. Maybe they're just not very observant. Maybe they need contacts or glasses, but like, you know, or something's wrong with them, but they don't know how to score. So they, you know, they, they award, they give the guy that did the shoe shining, the round when the other guy was landing, you know, the power shots and, you know, while pushing the guy around the ring and maybe wobbling him or something. Uh, same thing when you go to vote, you know, you have, you have a bunch of retards out there that, that don't know anything and that don't even have an education. So it, it just fucks everything up. But I, on, on the flip side of that, I also see the benefit in, you know, making it, making the sport, you know, or even voting like that, you know, all inclusive. Um, let me ask you guys this and I'll ask you first, Michael, um, because we're kind of talking about, you know, draw rounds or even rounds. Um, would you be in favor of doing some, something to get rid of draws in boxing so that there's always a winner and a loser? 
so, sometimes I don't mind a draw when you watch a fight and you can, it's so hard to tell. Um, and then obviously there's always the chance of the rematch further down the line. Um, but then sometimes it's a, it's a boring draw and you think, I don't want to see that fight again. So I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. the, I don't mind having the draw. Um, just something I wanted to add to that as well was, see, I wouldn't mind having some, uh, some of the judges sort of like in the back also, and they watch it on TV away from the crowd. Cause I think sometimes sure. the, the crowd, the crowd sways them. So if they're yes. just in the back, they have a few monitors and they can watch the fight from different angles, but in silence, so they have no crowd noise and they also have no commentary because right. we know when you watch a fight and say like Manny Pacquiao, for instance, Manny Pacquiao will connect with the punch and the commentator will go on about it like it's the best punch they've ever seen in their life. And you're kind of watching <laughs> thinking, what on earth yeah. are they watching? Which I can imagine sways the fans at home, you know, like that word that no one likes, yeah. but the casual fans. So it is, there's probably no great way, but you know, there's a couple of ideas that we can do to try and make it better. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm guilty of that too. It doesn't happen as uh, all that often, but once in a while, especially if I'm emotionally invested, like in a fight, you know, or if it's something we've all been waiting to see for a long time and I'm really hyped, like, you know, the crowd starts going nuts and then the fucking commentators start yelling, you know, it's like that can, you know, and if the round is close, I can go, well, you know, eh, it's kind of, it's kind of, so it happens with me subconsciously when I was new to the sport, you know, and would watch as a, as a kid, and especially as a teenager, you know, I would listen to, like, Jim Lampley or, you know, Al Bernstein when those guys were much younger, and uh, they they would sway me easily because I wasn't as knowledgeable about the sport, and I was, you know, inexperienced as a fan. It was, well, this guy's throwing more, so he's obviously winning the round, or this guy's coming forward, so he's winning the round. It was, you know, it was really simple in those days, or I thought of it really in, in a very simplistic way. Um but what do you think, Victor? Would would you want to see draws go away, or are you fine with those? I mean, if a fight's a draw, like to eliminate draws or to eliminate draws when they're supposed to be draws, you just make the fight an odd number of rounds. That would fix things a whole lot, like 13 or 11. That would just yeah. fix everything. But draws aren't super common anyway, so I don't really see an issue with it. Yeah. But yeah. there are some fights that are scored a draw that, should not be scored a draw anyway. And in that case, it's usually corruption, in which case that's not going to like you changing the scoring criteria. Right. Fix that. They're doing that shit on purpose. So, right. Just yeah. No, that, anyway. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's definitely, you know, kind of going back to what we were just talking about with, with including the fans or making it more inclusive, you know, in the scoring mm-hmm. process. Um, you know, you, the more people you have, you know, the judges could say, well, you know, Hey, you know, Canelo beat Golovkin, you know, or it was a draw. And then the rest of us that saw it could have chimed in or hit our button and said, no, 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 this was 8-4, you know what I mean? Or, you know, 7-5 or even 9-3. This was not a draw. This was not a win for Canelo. Um, but I, I don't, I don't. to be honest, guys, I don't know how, how feasible something like that is. Or, you know, I, I'm trying to put my promoter's shoes or my promoter cap on. Oh, what, like putting the people my, like scoring something like that? That's easy as hell. No, not well. Yeah, I mean to implement and stuff. I mean, aside from costs, you know, it's, it it wouldn't be too difficult, especially with today's technology. But like, how willing do you guys think? Are there any promoters out there, minor or major, that you think would would say, yeah, let, let's include more people so that we get fair fights? Because well, I, to, in my opinion, the promoters are part of the problem. It's not <laughs> the promoters anyway that would be a part of that decision. It would just be like the boxing commissions. Sure. 
Yeah, but they're but they're all in league together. That's the problem. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you have to understand, like, for this, it's uh, I don't want to put this. Even if the promoters are against it, like since we're talking about like in the hypothetical like ideal situation, sure. Even if the promoters are against it, they can't do anything if the sanctioning body wants it like this. So for this hypothetical, this ideal situation, the promoters don't really matter. It's all about the sanctioning bodies. Which, like you said, it is in line with also the <laughs> the promoters, but this is purely hypothetical, just ideal situation. Mm-hmm. So, right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, did you guys have anything else you want to to add to the ten point must system and draws, or should we just keep the train rolling here? Keep it. Moving. All right. All right. Uh, the next bit of news and notes that I wanted to go over, uh, and this one really kind of pissed me off. Uh, I didn't see it coming, and, and it kind of bums me out because I'm I'm still planning on, on uh, attending the Superfly 3 card, uh, which is going to be at the Forum in uh, Los Angeles on September 8th. Uh, yeah, the what? The what? Y'all are so lucky. Oh, flying out, dude. <laughs> um, but uh, Sorum Visai... Yeah, well, you should come, dude. I'm going to be there. I'm sure Michael's probably going to make an effort to be there. Um, Hopefully. And yeah, and then uh, I'll I'll have I'll have a, a split the boxing shirt on, so you, it'll be easy to find me. Um, but the one thing that that kind of makes me balk at, at the decision to go or kind of rethink it is that Sorung Visai is not going to be on the the, the card. Uh, apparently, he's fighting in Thailand next month against a guy named Young Gil Bay. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, and this dude has six losses, five of those by KO, and this is a non-title 10-round fight. Um, now, at first, guys, I wasn't sure what, what was going on here, um, as you can probably see in the notes. Um, but apparently, Sorung Visai declined uh, HBO's invitation to be on the Superfly 3 card uh, and the rematch against Estrada. Um, are you guys as disappointed in this as I am, Michael? Uh, he's going through a lot of personal shit. Is he? Yeah, a whole lot, man. This is a tough time for him. I would I, not step in the ring with anybody elite right now if I were his shoes. No, this is exactly what he needs right now. But are you disappointed that he won't be on that card, Victor? I mean, I'm not disappointed. I expected this. Like when I heard what happened, um, I was just like, okay, yeah, you're just gonna yeah. you're gonna need to sit down and get your mind straight. You are not in the position yeah. to be in the ring right now. Yeah. What about what about I you, Michael? Fighting to keep it a bug. I'm actually surprised he's even going to take a fight at that date. Well, everybody's got bills to pay. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Yes. You know. Uh, what about you, Michael? Does it does it kind of take the shine off of Superfly for you, or? Um, well, he's not fighting, I believe, because didn't he split up with his girlfriend or his wife or something? That's yeah. The reason. Yeah, yeah, and he changed so. trainers and a whole bunch of changes. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's disappointing that he's not there. Um, this is obviously just a kind of a stay busy fight. Just go out there and put a few rounds under sure. his belt. Um, I imagine it should be over pretty quickly as long as Rung Side doesn't carry him uh, for a few rounds. Um, hopefully next year he can come uh, to the next ones because it looks like they're going to be doing it at the forum like every year. By the, yeah, the I think twice a year. Yeah, this is to Tom Loeffler. You know, I went to the last one. Uh, I missed the first one, but I went to the last one, and that was that was a pretty good fight. They were all good fights that night. So hopefully we get to see you know, maybe Chocolatito and 
some of the, some of the mm-hmm. other guys out there. Yeah, I yeah. I, what I'm wondering is, do you guys who would you like to see, uh, kind of headline Superfly three in 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 lieu of uh, Sorung Visai. Uh, one fifteen. Mm. I, I think I th- there's been talk of somebody facing Estrada instead of uh, Sorung Visai, but I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. They might. How about you? Uh-huh. Things from Visai's out, I believe, that they were trying to do Juan Estrada against Rung Visai. They might do uh, the Mick Williams, who, who beat Carlos Oh, Quadros. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can that would be all right. Main, maybe move him up to the main event. Um, just guessing. And maybe, I don't know what they're going to be doing with Cal Yafai, because obviously they, they, came him, they brought him out to California, didn't they, a few months back yeah. to fight. You know oh, were they talking about Roman Gonzalez versus him at some point? Mm, I hadn't heard anything like that. I just want to hear that. I might be thinking about somebody else entirely, but maybe Roman Gonzalez said he wanted to fight him. I'm gonna look this up later on. Oh yeah, go, let me know because I. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Michael. I believe uh, Donny Nietzsche is supposed to be on the card, but I don't know. I don't think he's headlining it, but I think he's supposed to be fighting on it. Sure. And then Jerwin and Kayas, uh, he was rumored to be on there as well, because I think that was why they put him out a few months ago in the, uh, was it in Fresno? Right. Okay. So I think they were, the, him and Cal Fire, they kind of brought them to the California crowd just so people could see them. And then I think the, they were trying to put them on the Superfly card. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely still planning on going, uh, but it, it was a little disappointing for me to learn that he wasn't going to be on that card. But like Victor said, given what all the shit that he's dealing with right now, you know, I understand. Um, but I, from what I've read, that the plan is to to do the Estrada fight sometime in 2019. So maybe it, like Superfly Four or whatever they're going to call that. Um, but yeah, hopefully it happens. Hopefully, if Estrada is on the card, he doesn't lose before then, because I'd like to see that fight run run back again. That was great. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, now the other bit of news, guys, before we jump into uh, something a little bit different, was that uh, Jaime Mungia uh, is fighting Liam Beefy Smith on July 21st. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys kind of early what you thought of that fight and and um, how how badly. Do you think Mungia is going to maul Smith? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. Uh, I'm English, and I think he's <laughs> gonna just going to destroy him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be similar to the Saddam Ali fight. I think he'll go in there. Smith's technically okay, um, but I think Mungia is just going to be too big, too powerful, and it'll probably be similar to the Saddam Ali fight. Um, I don't see... Liam Smith game past the mid the midway part in the fight. Um, Mungia is just too dangerous, um, mm-hmm. and he's really big for that weight. I imagine when he gets older, he's probably going to move up probably a weight or two because yeah. he is looked enormous against Ali. Sure. Uh, what about you, Victor? Yeah, I Liam Smith is he's all right, but he's not really particularly good. We don't really know how good Mongolia is right now, right? But right. he should be tough enough to stop Liam Smith, I think. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think it's going to be at around the same time Canelo took him out, honestly. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say probably later in the fight he stops him. Um, what I'm wondering is if, if Liam is going to have uh, enough pop or if he's got enough pop to keep someone like Mungia off of him. You know what I mean? Because he's always going to be coming forward and, and winging those power shots. Um, I think Smith is a decent fighter, but I don't, I don't think, even though we don't know a lot about uh, Jaime Mungia yet, you know, as far as how good he really is, um, I don't think Smith is the guy to answer those questions. So, yeah, definitely, I definitely think a late stoppage, and I think it'll be pretty brutal. Um, now, with that said, guys, um, that'll do it for news and notes. Uh, I do want to remind our listeners again, uh, if they want to call in and talk to us about anything uh, that we've discussed on the air or maybe something we've forgotten to bring up, uh, they can do so at 657-383-0391. All right, now with that, guys, let's get into uh, something a little bit different here. Um, and I don't want to take full credit for this idea because you guys chimed in with it first uh, before I kind of revamped it. Um, but uh, given the fact that summer's just pretty shitty for boxing, um, I wanted to talk about uh, fights that we're hoping to see uh, in, in the second half of July, uh, both realistic and, and, and you know, f- uh, maybe fantasy fights that are, you know, probably won't happen. Um, I'll go ahead and start this one because I didn't send you guys my notes. Um, and this one probably, Victor, you'll probably know what I'm going to go with here. Uh, the fight that I'm, I, I'm most excited about in the second half of this year uh, is the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Final between Oleksandr Usyk and uh, Russia's Mirat Gassiev. Um, the winner of this fight will be the undisputed Cruiserweight Champion in the world, which is huge for me. Um, and I think the winner of this has to, has to be given a spot on... on any credible boxing fan or, or journalist, you know, pound for pound list. I mean, because of what what they've done and who they've beaten and you know, all of that. Um, but that's that's the one I look forward to the most. I don't think that there's anything coming uh, after that 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 really has got me as pumped as that one does. Um, now, as far as uh huh, Usyk has the biggest balls in the sport right now. To go yes, to Russia does. and fight Gassiev right now, like in Usyk Moscow, is from dude. fucking Ukraine. It's not even about the judging. This man could actually die. Like <laughs> zero fucks. That is amazing to me. Yeah, and they're doing it in Moscow too on July twenty first. So uh, that's going to be yeah. I, I mean, like everything surrounding this fight, and we've you know we've gotten excited on the air before uh, before Michael before you joined the show. Victor and I you know all went nuts over these tournaments as they were starting and hitting their middle parts. But uh, I mean, this is just a huge matchup, you know. And there's so much at stake and so much on the line for both guys and even their careers, you know. Afterwards, uh, you know, it, it's going to be awesome. So uh, that's my number one fight that I uh, that I that I want to see this this year or for the remainder of the year. Um, as far as fantasy fights that are that are uh, or 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 unmade fights go, excuse me. Um, I'd love to see the following happen, and I know that these a lot of these are beyond fantasy. I want to see the winner of Canelo and Golovkin two fight Billy Joe Saunders. I want. Um, I want to see Jarrett Hurd versus Jermel Charlo, which is not going to happen this year. Um, I want to see Kovalev versus Bevel. Um, but when I wrote that down here on my notes, guys, we hadn't talked about the possible uh, 
175 tournament in the World Boxing Super Series. So if that happens, I understand why they won't. Um, but I'm wondering if it doesn't happen, how long these two guys are going to dance around each other before they, you know, before they get in the ring and do the thing. Um, and then the other, the other uh, two fights that I want, I would really like to see happen this year, or in the second half of 2018, uh, is both Terence Crawford and Errol Spence against, in against some solid competition. You know, I know they're they're not going to be world beaters. They're not going to fight Thurman. They're not going to. You know they're not going to be doing that kind of thing, but I really want to see these guys step it up, uh, especially those two guys. Um, now that's as far as July to December 2018 goes. That's my list, guys. Uh, Victor, let's start with you on this one. All right, so <laughs> we have the same fight that we're excited for: Usyk versus Gassiev. I don't see how anybody doesn't pick it on. That's like the biggest fight right now. To Fucking me, mm-hmm. and Usyk. Just to get back to Usyk. He fought Michael Hunter in America, uh, Hook in Germany, took the build up of Lewowski in <laughs> fuck, where was that at? Was that was that Poland? That was Poland, wasn't it? I think so. Like that Oh no, that was uh, Latvia. Latvia. No, that was Rietis. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, but that's another one too, right there. He's fighting all these guys in their home country. Like that. It, and he's the champion for most of those, aside from the uh, the Gowalski fight. That was kind of mm-hmm. like the expected, but like that's still dope that he did that shit there. Mm-hmm. There, everybody else is afraid to travel. This guy will be the champion. Come to your country and beat the shit out of you. That is, I like this guy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, right now he's I, in my I, top five. I, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. No, I agree. I th- I think he's a little bit underappreciated. And for him to fight in Russia, now Russia actually gets a bad rep right now when it comes to boxing. People are like people get robbed there all the time. Like they have all these terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're more likely to get robbed in the UK in America right now. Like don't fight right. in Vegas, bro. Don't <laughs> just don't. <laughs> Russia is pretty fair. The thing that worries me about Usyk being in Russia is the fact that he's from Ukraine. And mm-hmm. again, there's a chance he could die, but he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care <laughs> at all. Uh, who, let me ask you, Victor. Who do you who are you personally rooting for in that one? I'm rooting for. I guess I'm rooting for Usyk. Actually, I was. Oh, kinda, man, I've been more of a Gassi fan for a while, but I always thought Usyk was going to win if they fought. But I think oh, because of Usyk just being Usyk, I think he he might be my he might <laughs> be my personal favorite in this one. Like personal favorite, and I want him to win. Okay. Well, that that confirms we have to watch that one together because I'm rooting for Gassayev, like personally. Yeah. I, I but I think for the for the early record, we'll, and we'll have a prediction show for this fight. But for the record, mm-hmm. I think Usyk is going to win a decision for sure. Um, just you know, I think he's a little more skilled, a little faster, uh, a little more efficient. But um, yeah. So uh, any others, Victor? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, other fantasy fights. When you say fantasy fights, you just mean like things that. Could happen. Like that, you don't want me to like go back in time or anything like that, right? Oh no, 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 no! Not like Tyson Ali or anything like that. Like something that 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 in the realm of possibility probably won't happen this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I always would have liked to see a rematch between Thurman and Porter. I really like that fight. You know, that's not going to happen. It's also not possible. I feel like that <laughs> close to possible enough for me to even say. Uh, like you said. 
the winner of Canelo and Golovkin versus Saunders. Jamal Charlo versus Danny Jacobs is really dope to me. I'd really enjoy mm. that one. Or Charlo versus Darian Ivanchenko. I really like the middleweight division. I think it has so. Oh, you know what? Murata versus Darian Ivanchenko would be all you yeah. to. I feel like Murata's like the dark horse. You kind of forget that he even exists sometimes. Yeah, I just did I like, until you mentioned his name. Yeah, to a lot of guys, he's just like the Olympic gold medalist from Japan, or they don't even know that he has an Olympic gold medal. He's just like the guy in Japan. Right. Let's see. Inouye versus Wang Gek would be dope. I don't care if Inouye <laughs> moved up. That would be amazing to watch. The styles would mesh very well. Let's see. I should have actually made a list instead of doing this off the top of my head. I feel like if I made a list, I would have just kind of... Well, I made a list and I made a list and forgot the other Charlo brother, and you brought that up. And I was looking at my list thinking, how the fuck did I not put that on my list? So the just goes to show you. Yeah, exactly. Or back to the middleweight division, Demetrius Andrade versus Jeremy Vincenco. The middleweight division has so many good matchups right now that sadly might not happen because they're all kind of like waiting for something to happen between like Canelo and Golovkin winner and just like take that one. But they need to fight each other, man. There's like yeah. seven good matches right there that could happen. Yep. Always anything got the else? heavyweights. Oh, the anything, lightweight anything else on your a list? lot of shit too. Yeah, the uh, any combination of Beater BF, Kovalev, Vostik, and uh, whoever I just forgot, the big four. Beater BF, Kovalev, Bivol, Vostik. Yeah. Any combination four, of those yeah. would be really fun. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. combination of that would be amazing. Okay. I'll stop for now. But those are okay. my ultimate fights right now. All right. Take it away, Michael. I've got a couple. Uh, <clears throat> my first one would be uh, Lomachenko, Mikey Garcia. How did we both forget that? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I, no, I, I, om- I omitted that off of my list. I, br- I typed it out, and then I deleted it because, because of the injury. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So I, I thought that probably... That yeah. Mike, how would you see that fight going if they actually squared off? I think Lomachenko wins, for the record. Same. My two favorite fighters, uh, (laughs) I don't know, Garcia is a different kind of fighter. He understands angles and timing. He probably packs a harder punch. He's the bigger guy. Um, Much harder punch. (laughs) But... Can anyone compete with Lomachenko? You know, he's the Matrix for a reason, so... Right. Oh, God. That fight has to happen, though, at some point. It's, like, before these guys exit their primes, it's got to happen. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it does. Why are you picking Lomachenko exactly, Scott? Um, I think he would be... I Well, let's put, let us let me start with Garcia. I'll give you mm-hmm. my thoughts on Garcia. I think Mikey is a, definitely an elite fighter, um, but... He's one of those guys where he's all fundamentals. He's very mm-hmm. vanilla in that regard, I guess. That the word, best word I could think, you know, to be the most applicable to his style. Uh, he does everything. Everything Mikey does is excellent, but he doesn't do anything but the basics. Um, I think he will trouble Lomachenko if they ever meet uh, because of the punch, the power. Um, and I, I think he's really solid, but I think Lomachenko, like Michael said, they call him the Matrix for a reason. I think that uh, he's going to be too fast. You know, the angles and the footwork, 
Um, Mikey's Mikey. I mean, he's got good footwork too, but he's not. I mean, nobody's on Lomachenko's level. So I think, you know, I I think Mikey's at an elite level fighter, and I think Lomachenko is a special fighter. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys that comes along once in a generation, or even once in in a person's lifetime. You know, like like I'll never see another Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali. Those guys were alive, and you know, when I was a kid and a teenager, and, and we'll never see another Manny Pacquiao in our lifetimes. That, that that takes decades and decades to you know to come around again. So, uh, and I think Lomachenko is one of those kinds of fighters. I think his his skill level is just like in the you know way up in the ionosphere or the stratosphere you know it's 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 on another level i i i don't think it's an easy fight um and i don't i don't think lomachenko stops garcia um and i definitely don't think mikey would quit either um but i i think he probably beats him i'm gonna say eight to four i think lomachenko would beat him pretty badly just Mikey Garcia is too textbook for me, and Lomachenko, the way he boxes, is basically meant to destroy anybody that's textbook. <laughs> there are a lot of – he does a lot of things in boxing that you're just not going to be able to handle if you're completely textbook. His whole thing where he does, like, creates false openings and then punishes you for it, mm-hmm. that destroys that. So Lomachenko will often just, like, just kind of, like, prod you with the jab make you react to something, then punish you for your reaction, figure sure. out how you react to that, set it you up so you do the exact same thing, and then punish you for that. That happens a whole lot. It happens all the time in his matches. And it happens so fast-paced you don't really see that that's what's happening there. So you're right. not going to be able to react to that correctly. And I see Mikey Garcia as somebody that will fall for something like that because, I mean, how do you not? Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't think he's... I don't think Lomachenko is going to get away with a lot of what he gets away with because Mikey Garcia is on another level, and I, I think Mikey Garcia is better than Jorge Linares, um, and he's much more uh, much more of a threat. Um, but I, I just I see Garcia giving him some problems here and there. Um, Michael, what what are your thoughts on 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 how that fight goes down if it ever happens? Uh, I thought Victor summed it up pretty well. If I had to, if you had to make me pick, since it's my two favorites, uh, I think like you just said, is like Mike is very textbook. He follows the game plan pretty well, and Lomachenko sure. is the complete opposite. He kind of just throws everything out the window, creates all these false openings, comes on different different movements. You know, where he does that little spin where he just appears alongside you from like throws a punch and then just pops up on the other side of you. Uh, <laughs> I think he could just be too different. He's never probably fought anybody like that. But um, I went to Mikey Garcia's uh, training camp for when he fought uh, for his fight with Easter a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. uh, he was saying he doesn't think that the Lomachenko fight will happen uh, right away because of obviously his previous with uh, top rank. And uh, right. he was looking at moving. Up, he was looking at moving up to uh, 147. Oh, okay. So I don't know whether the fight will go ahead anytime soon. I mean, I think the fans want it, but I think the 147 will be too big of too big of a jump for Mikey personally. I don't yeah. see him picking up any, any belts because they're going to be taken up by Crawford and Spence. So yeah, I agree. I, yeah, if the fight happens at 147, Michael, that's that's definitely a, a no-win situation for Mikey Garcia. Um, but you know, if it happens below that, I I I, I still I, I'll stick by my eight to four score. 
for Lomachenko. Um, but then again, I think of well, who who was the guy that dropped Mikey Garcia? Uh, was that Salito? Was that uh, I can't remember. Rocky Martinez. Was it Rocky Martinez or was it Salito? Let me look this up on Boxwork for you. Go ahead and keep talking all to the goal. Yeah, I'm, I just, I mean, Mike, uh, we really haven't seen Mikey in there with somebody who can, you know, really do what Lomachenko does. You know, it's not just the power in the punch, it's the accumulation. So, uh, you know, sometimes I think, well, maybe that chin isn't isn't what maybe we were told or we think it is. So, uh, hard to say. Um, it's not like Lomachenko is really somebody that would expose that on somebody with the size of Mikey Garcia. Hmm. Just, I mean, there's a lot of factors in it. That was just, right. It was Rocky Martinez. Just, was it Rocky? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, talking, I, talking to uh, Mikey, I think he's. Tr- I think he's just trying to become uh, like a five weight world champion. That's why he's looking at moving up to 147. But now with someone like Horn not having a title and those having like Crawford and Spence in that division, I can't really see him being able to pick up a an easy world title anywhere. So I can't really see him moving up to that division, but I don't know where he where else he goes unless he fights either Linares or Lomachenko because there's no real fights at that weight for him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just shit. It may not. It probably definitely not going to happen this year. Uh, but it's I'm you know definitely belongs on on your list and and everybody else's list too, Michael. Uh, I just hope it happens. You know, no later than like God. I hate to say 2020, but it should happen next year. But you, you know, the thing, you know, how politics go in boxing, uh, you know, put puts things out way past expiration date. So, um, what else do you have on your list there, Michael? Uh, my next one, probably similar to the last one, is probably not this year, but maybe next year, is uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury. British. Really? Oh, fuck, look, everybody wants to see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, what What do you think happens there? Um, I just got to say, obviously, uh, Fury's on the comeback trail. He's still kind of like one of the biggest names in the sport. Uh, when he's fit, he's uh, one of the master boxers. You know, technique-wise, he's the complete opposite to uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, and just for the just for just just for the build up itself, I think it would be epic watching Wilder and Fury go at each other in the press conferences. Um, sure. But if we get the Tyson Fury of old, or even close to that, you know, which is a big if, I would have to say Fury, but just because John Wilder is just so wild, like his name says. Uh, I think that Fury would just be too masterful for him, and you know, probably take a decision because he doesn't really have that knockout power. Right. Um, but while they're being so wild, he could win just connecting with a punch and take Fury out of there because Fury got dropped <laughs> by Steve Cunningham, so he hasn't got the sure. best chin. He didn't, he didn't get finished, but you know Cunningham did drop him. Right. Now, do you think? Do you think if that actually happens, do you think uh, Wilder would take a fight against Fury before Joshua, or even would would Fury do that before he got a fight with Joshua, or do you think that happens after that fight? <sighs> It's the thing is about that fight is Wilder keeps saying that Joshua doesn't want it. Joshua keeps saying that Wilder doesn't want it. So you don't know who to believe or whether they're just doing that to build up the interest in the fight until they actually, until they actually make it. I think sure. Fury would fight him. I don't think Fury's ever really scared of anybody. And those two were supposed to meet a while ago before. Um, obviously, all the madness happens with Fury, and he had that two years off. If 
Because I remember Wilder fought was in Alabama and Fury was in the crowd and got in the ring and they started shouting at each other. So I don't think Fury would be scared of, scared of fighting him. So, And then he's not tied down to any TV company like Joshua is in the U.S. So it'd probably be right. an easier fight to make. Hmm. Okay, actually, hang on, guys. We've actually got a call, and they've been on hold for almost seven minutes, so let me patch this wow. person in. I know, huh? Sorry about that, listener. Hang I'm on. I'm disappointed oh, oh. in you. Yeah, I know. I, well, I've been, I've been looking at box rec and other things and then listening and responding to you guys. So let me get this, let me get this person on the air real quick. All right, you are live. Yes. Hello? Split. Victor, how's it going? What's hey, going what's there? going on? How's it going? You guys all right? Yeah, I was just listening oh. to the show. Hey there. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yes. I was just wondering, did I, did any of you guys catch the fight between Postal and Josh Taylor yesterday? And I did not. I did. Yeah, yeah I missed. I yeah, I missed it as well. Man, I've been so yeah, sick. Well, I haven't been paying attention to pretty much of anything lately. I came back. No, d- not came back, but like I got better, and I didn't even really know what happened, and <laughs> I didn't want to like spend time just trying to catch up on everything. So I like just find like all the important shit that I missed, and I missed it. No, I, I was wondering. Been... I seen the, yeah, I was, I seen a lot of people talking about the scores. Uh, I'm gonna try and watch it later on. But what was the what 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 score did you have for the fight? I thought it was closer. I think even Josh. Uh, uh, Taylor's team even said it was a little bit closer than it would have been. I thought like a 114, 113 around them was kind of more uh, made more sense than the wide scorecards that they gave because um, Taylor dropped him in the tent and then the scorecards were pretty wide for which wasn't really that wide a fight. Yeah, th- that, that's my problem. I think if uh, fighters are going to come to the UK this is a problem that keeps happening with the officials here. I think with the referee as well, with I think Joshua's last two fights, uh, I think against Takama and Parker, the referee in the first fight, he, the stoppage was bad, and then the second fight, he kind of, I think, kind of ruined or affected the type of fight it was, and the judges were in that fight. I thought scored a bit too wide as well, but I think this might be another reason. Then a lot of fighters from, especially from America, might not want to travel to the UK, and I think it gives the U, the UK a bad rep. But, I will try and watch it. I, I've seen a lot of people saying the same thing. I was just looking at one of the scorecards had Postal only winning one round. And that, that's quite bad. Yeah, it was definitely closer than that. Yeah, I agree, especially the Parker fight, Parker Joshua, where it looked like the referee wanted to join in the fight. He just kept uh, jumping in and pulling them apart. <laughs> Best ref ever. Uh, also, uh, man, he didn't look too good in his last fight prior to this. He didn't look good at all, really. It's just wasn't Josh Taylor the favorite into this fight? I think so. Yeah, he was. That's that's bad. Okay, because nobody really knows who Josh Taylor is. People are pretty much basing that just off of Postal's like last three performances. Man, he he's done. He's been done for quite a while, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. My question, though, is does this affect Terrence Crawford's resume at all? Actually, I think it makes it look better because Josh Taylor was meant to... Uh, I thought uh, Josh Taylor was meant to beat Postal handily. That's what a lot of people are saying. 
I didn't really make any predictions or anything, but I thought Postol would probably lose the fight. But he actually he gave him a really good fight from what I read. I'll have to watch the fight before I make a proper assessment. But I think maybe that win on Crawford's record might look a bit better now. The fact that he hmm. pushed uh, Josh Taylor so close. Okay. Hmm. Also, uh, have you have you guys heard about the uh, Gale and Saunders fight? Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yes, yes. That'd be dope. I expect Saunders to win right now. If you asked me this about like what two, three years ago, I would definitely pick Gale like ten out of ten times. But right now, mm-hmm. favoring Saunders. Saunders has been looking better. Gale has been looking worse. So, yeah. that, what weight class will that be at then? I imagine it has to be at one sixty eight. I mean, DeGale can yeah, actually or maybe a catch weight. I believe the talk, Frank Warren was talking about Saunders moving up. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would make sense because if you think about it, the main thing for the Golovkin and Saunders fight was undisputed. Golovkin dropped the IBF belt. So right. There's a chance that the Saunders thing is just isn't going to happen at all. So if I was Saunders, I would probably just like, fuck it, I'm just going to move up, fight at 168. Because I'm cutting so much weight to make 160, it's going to be easier for me to fight at 168. I get to fight DeGale. I'm probably going to beat DeGale right now, so that's an easy dope for me right there in the UK big money fight. It's it's probably the smartest move for Saunders to make right now. I, I think a Saunders and, gross fight, that would be a big fight. But it mm-hmm. also sets up a Chris Eubank rematch, too, at 168, assuming Chris Eubank stays there. But I don't think many people want to see that fight. <laughs> I think a lot of British people want to see it. Well, you're British, so you probably know better than me. Well, <laughs> uh, Eubank looked really bad in his last fight. I think yeah. uh, if Saunders if beats the girl, which he probably be, will be the favorite, uh, uh, I still think we need to see how he looks at 168. Because he's never fought, I think, at that weight class. But I think a Saunders and Groves fight, assuming Groves beats Smith, would probably be a really big fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. That one too. I'd also pick Saunders to win that. I don't know. I don't know. Like a lot of us are like basing Saunders' whole like Saunders 2.0 thing over the Lemieux performance because really the Monroe performance wasn't really that good either. But Monroe's not an easy guy to look. <laughs> pardon me. Monroe's not an easy guy to look good against. So I'm not really going to fault him too much for that one. But Lemieux, honestly, tailor made to beat Saunders. Although I did pick Lemieux to beat Saunders mainly because. Saunders does dumb shit sometimes. <laughs> I expect Lemieux to not be completely terrible and bucks like a caveman. Oh, God. I hate Lemieux so much. <laughs> yeah, he turned out to be pretty disappointing, that's for sure. He boxed like he had never actually boxed before. There was no jab. There was no nothing. Just It was weird. It was actually really weird watching that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Now, let me ask you, Hamed, uh, with... Uh, Michael was talking about Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Uh, if that fight were to happen, um, who would yeah. you favor and why? I think right now, I think Tony Bell would probably even beat Fury. I, I think Fury Tony Bell would beat Fury right now, dog. I think Fury. I think Fury needs about three, at least two or three fights. He's. I agree. The last fight, he looked really bad. I'll tell you one thing, the Wilder. I think Wilder wants to fight more than Joshua. I don't. I don't know about Joshua, the team. Then, if I'm talking about the team, because I mm-hmm. think Wilder kind of represents himself. It looks like 
he well he thinks he represents himself, but with Joshua, I think he's got a lot of people in the middle and. Why take away from it? I, I, I don't think Hearn wants to fight next. I think Hearn's going to delay the fact I heard yesterday he's saying he, he's got four weeks to try and sort the deal out. And this is dragging mm. on. And I think if anyone wants to fight, it's probably Wilder. I know Wilder's resume is not that good, but he was meant to fight Povetkin and he was meant to fight Ortiz as well the first time around. And I think both of those fights got cancelled. He did end up fighting Ortiz in a rescheduled fight, but uh, I, I think Joshua wants to fight as well. Don't get me wrong; I'm not seeing Joshua's decking him, but I think uh, I think Matchroom and Hearn probably want to try and get the fight with Povetkin first, and just want to try and delay this. And I don't know if it's money, if it's to do with money more than the fact that they want to delay it. But I get the feeling that. With Joshua's team, they think they could just melt Joshua and they'll do the fight when they want to do it. And with Walder, I think Walder needs it out. So, from a fan's perspective, I think more of the blame should probably go on Joshua's side. But to answer the question, I think Walder and Fury right now, I think it's a mismatch. I think Walder, maybe in a couple of years' time, if Fury's back in that sort of shape he was when he fought Klitschko, and Walder will probably be. Like probably one of the best fights, but I'm not too sure. I think uh, after the Ortiz fight, I thought Fury would outbox him, but I think Wilder might be the only guy that I'd probably pick to beat. If Fury's at his best, I think Wilder's probably got the best chance of beating him. I think Fury will probably outbox Joshua if he's anywhere near the shape and the way he looked against Klitschko, but I'm not too sure if a lot of people have read too much into that because that was only one fight. Right. Now, what 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 fight are you looking forward to the most uh, for the rest of the year, Hamed? I'm looking forward to the Pacquiao-Matisse fight because I'm a Pacquiao fan, and I think they're both kind of down the slide, so I think it might turn right. into a really good fight. I think that's kind oh. of a fight that people have, have slapped on, but there is a lot of uh, question marks of whether or not a fight will happen, but I've heard yeah, it's going to happen, so... That's a good fight. I think the Usyk Cassia fight is probably the best fight I think on the calendar at the moment. But the fight I really want to see is Joshua Wilder. I don't think it's the most skillful fight. The actual best fight I think right now in boxing that could be made is probably Errol Spence and Terence Crawford. But but that's a classic fight that I think needs to be marinated. I'm not in no rush to see that fight right now. I think we need to let that fight kind of build up. Maybe give it at least a year and then I'd like to see it. But for skill-wise, I think that's probably the best fight. Okay. Do you know what I just thought about? A fight? Like, the Pacquiao-Matisse fight reminded me of this. We might finally get to see Victor Ortiz versus Brandon Rios, and I don't care how many years this took to happen, I am <laughs> very happy about this fight. Yeah, that's actually an interesting interesting matchup just because of where both guys are at. <laughs> in the history, man. Yeah. A lot of history yeah. in that one. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Uh, Michael, was there any other fights on your list that you were you were looking forward to? Oh, I got sidetracked there after that. Nothing um, <laughs> <laughs> close to that. Uh, I think the last one I had really was going to is going to be a Sergey Kovalev and hopefully a Donny Stevenson at some point. I would, you yeah, know, I despite... think that's still a good fight. Yeah, I, I do too. That. 
And yeah. I just think, um, like everybody else, I think in the world, I think we just we, we want somebody to go over to Canada and just give him a good kick in, you know, because he's held that belt hostage for how long over there, fighting nobodies. Um, so it'd be good for Kovalev to go over there him. and just hopefully take him to the cleaners. Yeah, Vasek's going to do it for us. I mean, Stevenson, he's not at that point anymore. The only reason Jack didn't beat Stevenson is because Jack decided to not really do much of anything in the first, like, whatever <laughs> round. And that's why it bothered me so much when he complained about a draw. Like, bro, it's your fault it was a draw. It's entirely your fault. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. Jack won that fight. Didn't yeah, a lot of people think Jack, Jack, Jack won, that, won fight. that fight. A lot of people think Jack won that fight, I think. But it's not so much that anybody like thinks to get robbed or anything like that. It's just that you didn't do enough to win. That's not how you win the fight. Yeah, you can I be agree cautious. With that. I, I, you can be like wary of somebody's power in box in a way that lets you not get knocked out in the first few rounds. But you also can like actively try to win the first few rounds too, so you don't end up being like down four rounds by the fifth round. Like that's not an idea that you want to take, man. It's dumb to me. Yeah, I thought that fight was like Peters and Garcia, but I thought I thought maybe. I don't know. I thought Buddy Jack maybe done a bit more. I thought because I thought Peterson completely took off the first six. I think mm-hmm. I think it was hard to give Peterson more than one round in the first six. I thought Buddy Jack won probably two out the first six. I think he definitely won one. I think it was yeah. the fourth round. I gave him the first. I thought the first round they both didn't do much. But yeah, I agree. It wasn't a. It wasn't really a fight that you could complain too much. I think it was like a seven-five either way. Or, I think six six maybe was probably about fair. Yeah, I, I think I think I had Stevenson winning by one round or one point, um, but I could I definitely I wouldn't argue with a draw or you know maybe a point or two the other way. I, would, I thought that was a pretty lousy fight though after you know in the first half. So, but yeah, I I don't know that we actually get to see. I don't I, even cashing out. You know, like in a retirement kind of fight, I don't see Koval or, or uh, Stevenson getting in there with someone like Kovalev. I mean, he's scheduled. We're not scheduled to fight Vostick, but they've they've uh, ordered negotiations for it. So, unless Stevenson retires, that's the fight, and I really do not see him winning unless he stops Vostick in the first like four rounds, which is definitely possible. But I just I don't see it happening. Hmm. Yeah, and well, especially if 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 that uh, that unannounced uh, World Boxing Super Series tournament is at 175, and and that happens, uh, there's no way Stevenson's going to include himself in that. So <laughs> that that could throw a monkey wrench into that one too. Um, I'm not I'm not too sure where you've heard that from because I heard the next one scheduled in the I think it's Super Bantamweight, isn't it? Or is it Bantamweight? The one. It is. They're talking about three. Yeah, there there was another one that they haven't announced yet. Yeah. So that'd be the fourth one, isn't it? Not the third one. What do you mean? Because uh, there's already two: uh, the super middleweight, the cruiserweight. Then you got the the bantamweight. Oh, no, 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 no! Like for the next scheduled ones, they're not doing the super middleweight and cruiserweight again. All right, like these are already ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's going to be like three ones oh, next three year. Oh, three more. All right. Yeah. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, do you guys have anything else to add to like the the topic at hand, or should we just call it a day? Well, Adrian Broner retired. It's not really the topic at hand, but <laughs> well, I don't know if that's. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be like a retirement that sticks, but he said he, he's retired. Uh, and he's also talking about being a battle rapper now, being on the URL stage. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but that's this rap battle league, the most popular one right now, which is fucking hilarious to me. Never I heard of that. I think he's got some sort of mental issues. Like some of the stuff he's been posting on his Instagram yeah. page have been quite. I'm not too sure if he's like he's crying for help, like in terms of attention seeking, but. He's actually got some issues, but I'm not too sure what to believe of Broner. It reminds me a bit of Fury a couple of years ago. Fury was doing some of this on, on his social what media it, platforms. What exactly has he been posting about? I don't even have an Instagram account. Broner's been talking about, like, death or being dead and weird shit, kind of disturbing stuff like that. Um, and everybody's kind of like, you know, somebody intervened before this guy kills himself or gets hurt or, you know, throws his life yeah. down the drain. Yeah, it, it's weird stuff. Hamed's right. I mean, it's, it's a lot like Fury did, you know, when the when all those problems started coming to the surface. Um, I haven't actually seen anything about Adrian Broner in quite a while, so um, I think that that the, the his retirement, whether it's self-imposed or you know his people said, hey, you got to get your shit together before you you know continue fighting or doing whatever you're gonna do. Um, I think it'll probably if he gets. If he gets help or gets clean, whatever you know, whatever help he needs to fix his life or turn it around, I think that he'll definitely be back. What is he, twenty nine or thirty? So he's got he's got some time left, um, and people like watching him lose or be embarrassed, you know. So I yeah, definitely I think, think he's still a draw. I think, yeah, I don't think people people want to see him fight, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his last fight was quite good. What what about the what, what do you think of the the card on, I think it's July 28th. Uh, I think Chisora and Takam was announced for the park. Um, is it Dillian White? I think that's a good fight, the Chisora Takam fight. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I didn't even know that was a thing, actually. I haven't looked at that card at all, but that's actually a pretty decent fight. I'm picking Takam to win that one, though. Yeah, I'm with you, Victor. I think Takam, I think Chisora is just way too, way past his best. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Yeah, my only issue is... The comm also isn't at his best either, but I think he has a bit more in him than... Just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, my only issue is it's on pay-per-view. That's the only thing. Hmm. Did you have any, any opinions on that on that fight, Michael? Uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, uh, Parker and... Um, who did you find again? Parker and... Uh, Dillian White. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That should be a pretty good, that, pretty good matchup too. That's the, uh, that's the main event on the card that uh, Hamed's talking about. And uh, mm-hmm. that that card's not too bad. It's got Chizara to Cam, Kel Brook, mm-hmm. and that uh, Brandon Cook. The rematch yep. of uh, Connor Ben and Cedric Payne. And then Katie Taylor's on there as well, defending her title. So it's not too bad a not too bad a card. No, it's <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely looking for. Is Katie Taylor actually the best female boxer like pound for pound right now? Because Clarissa Schultz <laughs> and uh, oh my God, what is her name? The one we just saw, Scott. Yeah, like they yeah, yeah. Had, they both just got dropped in the last matches and didn't really look too great. So is Katie Taylor <laughs> the only one that's been, like dominant so far? I think so. Seems so. Yeah, seems it. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, really I, do. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really follow women's boxing too much. I mean, I keep an eye on it, but until until the quality of the product is a little bit better, like I don't have too much interest. I'm actually sort of have mixed feelings about it. I know I talk shit about it sometimes, but it sounds like the matches are kind of even just because they all kind of suck. But because the matches are kind of even, I might I might give it a chance. I don't know. <laughs> I, I still have mixed feelings about it, man. I just don't like to see women punch each other. That's kind of a thing of mine. I don't, I don't really see it. But it does, yeah, that doesn't bother me. I just I have a problem with with the quality or the level of athleticism that is or isn't there in in some of those fights. Yeah, but see, but also here's my thing though. I will also watch a boxing match between like two guys that aren't really good and enjoy it if it's like a fun fight or if they're evenly matched. Well, that's also no, that's I mean, true. Fun. That, so that's a good point. That's a good point. That's, that's a good fair. point. I kind of just need to look at women's boxing like that. Or can I get past them punching each other? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted, man. <laughs> I'm really conflicted. But I might <laughs> I might give it a chance. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I uh-huh. Yeah, no, 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 I was just going to say something else. Finish what you're going to Oh, go ahead. It's okay. Uh, I was just going to say, you, did Bichelt and Roman both fight last night? Because I'm hearing they meant to, they scheduled for a fight um, later this year. I think that's a good fight, but I wasn't aware both of them fought. I thought only Bichelt was meant to fight last night. Yeah, they both fought last night. Oh, that's interesting. I'm Roman kind of won. The... Roman won his second round KO. Yeah. I'm kind of miffed that Lomachenko never got to fight Miguel Bichelle. That would have been a good fight. I think Bichelle and Javante Davis would have been a good fight as well. I'm not too sure why none of those guys actually even fought each other. It's kind of interesting. Although people don't talk about it, Bichelle actually... Beat, like he became. How do I want to phrase this? He beat the best opposition at 130. Out of mm-hmm. everybody else at 130 when they were there, he actually beat the best opposition, and nobody gave a fuck about it. People always talked about like uh, Tank Davis and Lomachenko. Although Lomachenko was better than Burchell, I would never argue that Burchell's the better fighter. I would never argue that Burchell would beat Lomachenko, but Burchell beat better guys. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's true. Uh, it, I think some of those fights, I don't know, I think because they all fought each other between... I think it was Bichal. I think if I'm thinking on the back of my head, is it Vargas? And mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was Mura. Was it Mura? I think yep. a lot of them all matched. And those were all good fights. But that is true. I think a lot of people have just seemed to forget about what he done at that week. Uh, I was going to say one thing... Uh, I haven't really heard of you guys' thoughts on what did you guys think of the Golovkin being stripped of the IBF title? Do you think it's justified or was it a bit unfair? Um, go ahead, Victor. Oh, okay. It was. Um, it's kind of a clusterfuck type of thing for me. I, I, I. As a Golovkin fan and as a as a fan of the sport that wants to see divisions unified, it really pissed me off. Uh, it really disappointed yeah. me, made me angry. Um, but putting myself in Golovkin's shoes and even putting myself in the IBF shoes, um, 
I probably think that all parties involved did the right thing for themselves. Um, the only people that really lose out are the, are the fans. Um, and it's one of the reasons I, I'm not too too hyped about the, 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 the Golovkin rematch with Canelo because uh, there, there's other fights that I want to see a Golovkin in, and I wanted to see somebody with his talent or you know that level of talent uh, become undisputed champion of the world, but uh, that's probably not going to happen now. Um, but I think everybody did the right, made the right move for themselves. I'll say that. Uh, take it away, Victor. Mm. The people that lose out the most are actually the IBF <laughs> because now yeah. they don't have the sanctioning fees from the Canelo and Golovkin fight. They mm-hmm. probably feel kind of, I don't know, the IBF seems to be kind of honorable about what they do, but they also might feel kind of stupid about what they did. But I agree with you when you say that all parties did the right thing for themselves, but except for arguably the IBF, but I think they work on a different logic. I think their logic was like credibility for their own belt. Right. Well, yeah, they they did, to their credit, they did stick by their rules. So, mm-hmm. you know, that but doesn't happen. <laughs> the best thing to body, but I think that's also because they're kind of like the newer one to me. Right. How about you, Michael? <clears throat> Yeah, I kind of agree with you both. I think the IBF stuck to their their rules because obviously they wouldn't um, they wouldn't infor- they wouldn't sanction the fight with uh, Vanis Matrosian. So he had to he had to fight and agree a fight with Deryavchenko um, within 90 days. And I think they probably thought that they could force maybe him to fight uh, Deryavchenko. But obviously, with the Canelo fight being a hell of a lot more money, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot, like Victor said, because obviously they're not going to get. The uh, the sanctioning fees now, and obviously the Derivanchenko fight, whoever he fights, is going to be a a small small purse for the for the IBF instead of the huge amount of money they would have got if they'd have just let Triple G fight Canelo. The only thing I I understand they're sticking to the rules, but it's not as if Triple G is going away and fighting a nobody. He's fighting pretty much an undisputed fight for the best person in that weight class. So I don't understand why yeah. they didn't just let him off to fight. To fight that fight, you know, and they would have got a hell of a lot more money, and then said, "Hey, okay, <laughs> you have to fight Derevchenko after this fight." Right. Yeah, I, I didn't I understand think, one. I think part of the I thing was, was though, they, I think Golden Boy like didn't say shit. I'm fucking this in this all up. I think Golden Boy said something about like negotiations are going poorly or they're canceled or whatever and then the next day the IBF stripped Golovkin and then like a week later the fight ended up getting scheduled so it I blame Oscar honestly again no I actually just sit back and think about this because it seems like the IBF was waiting for an announcement between Canelo and Golovkin and then it seemed like that was a negative for that fight being made and they're like okay well mm-hmm. that fight's not going to be made fuck it I'm going to strip you yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think what, what, it was a bit. I was just gonna say, I think it's a bit a pointless fighting. Vanez, I mean, Golovkin made a whole point about he wanted to fight, but I think he's probably had had a sparring sessions in that fight. I mean, sure. Don't get me wrong, the first first round is kind of competitive, but I think outside the left hand from Vanez in that first round, I don't think he did much in that fight. I was just gonna say, I think they should have just tried and scheduled the fight with. Derevchenko, rather than just fighting one, is they could have just went out in June or July, whatever, fought him, and he could have kept the belt. Like when he when he got stripped of the belt, uh, 
I kind of lost interest in the Saunders fight because I don't think the Golovkin Saunders fight will be that good of a fight. I think Saunders will be probably just on his bike running or trying to outbox him, and I think Golovkin will try and press the action. Now, don't get me wrong, I'd like to see that fight, but then when one of the belts is not on the line and it's not a quote-unquote uh, undisputed uh, matchup, then uh, I kind of lost interest because I think the Canelo and Derechenko fights with Golovkin will be much more action-packed. But I think, to be fair to Golovkin, I think it was a bit weird the way they just sanctioned the mandatory, and I think it was April or May, and they gave him, like, short notice, and I don't think he was mm-hmm. going to... I don't think he's going to fight Derevchenko on May the 5th. If that was the date they wanted to go out, and I think he was put in a kind of tricky situation. So I wouldn't call it a duck, but I think he did have a chance to fight him again in August or I think September. But I think he chose probably the the best option for himself. I think money-wise and mm-hmm. for his career, I think if he beats Derevchenko, I don't think many people will be giving him any credit. I mean, but if he beats Canelo and he could do a number, then. I think he's probably got. He'll probably, resume-wise and business-wise, probably made the best move. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. To me, it kind of sucks for Jerry Vinchenko because, like, unless he fights, so I know they're talking about Jamal Charlo or Danny Jacobs or Demetrius Andrade for his opponent to actually get the vacant belt. But if all of them say no, then he's going to just fight some random ass guy and he's definitely going to beat them. And then he becomes a paper champion. And that's a very real situation here. There's a chance that Darian Benchenko just ends up being the paper champion for the IBF. I mean, you could look at him as a paper champion if he beats one of those guys because he's not going to beat Golovkin for it. So it sucks that this is going to be how he's going to get his title shot or get his title. I, I think you look at Golovkin and Oh, sorry, I was just going to make one point. I think what Golovkin and Canelo done have kind of put a lot of these guys in a tricky situation because I think they're all waiting. I think Jacobs was waiting to fight Canelo or he wanted to fight Canelo. I think they Saunders wanted to fight in a tricky situation. Yeah, that, that, that's true. That's true. And Golovkin, Saunders was waiting for Golovkin. He pulled out two Murray fights. But now they're going to all have to fight each other. I'm definitely with you on that. Right. Absolutely. Nope. My whole thing with like everybody at 160 right now, Golovkin is 36, about to turn 37. Canelo, let's be real about it, kind of a diva. You need to give yourself a reason, or sorry, you need to give them a reason to want to fight you. You can't just sit back and be like, I just want the fight. There's like seven other people that also want the same exact thing that you want. Aside from Murata, none of you guys actually bring in that much money, and that's only in Japan. Jamal Charlo, not actually a big fight. Danny Jacobs, not actually a big fight. Like, they're fun fights. Like, we would care about them, guys like us. We would care about them a whole lot, but they're not going to generate that much money because of you. You need to do something to set yourself aside from everybody. Danny Jacobs needs to fuck Jamal Charlo up, or Jamal Charlo needs to fuck Danny Jacobs up. Like, something like that needs to happen. You need to separate yourself instead of just, like, saying, I want the fight. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Charlo got booed when I was at the uh, Leo Santa Cruz and Mara's fight when he fought on the undercard against Trout. At the end, when they tried to interview him, you couldn't, you couldn't even hear him. He got booed that badly. Wow. Exactly, man. All right, guys. Jacobs, well, um, I was just going to say, Ian Jacobs and Derechenko got the same trainer, so I thought, how are they going to uh, work? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, that, that could be a problem. 
I'm not too sure if they, no, they don't fight each other. I thought. I think they do. I thought Jacobs changed over to Virgil Hunter officially. Yeah, but I think you're right. Vigilante is vigilant is uh, he's ill. I don't think he's training anyone. I mean, Khan Khan's gone yeah, to Joe Yeah. So I don't yeah, think he's he's, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Vigilante is training anyone at the moment. Um, no, you're right. You're Andre right. Just look Ro- it up. It's Andre Rosia, and I think yeah. that'll, that'll be a tricky situation. I think Charlo might be next in line. Or is it Jacobs? Who's who's next in line after Derevchenko to fight for the title? They talked about Danny Jacobs versus Derevchenko for the IBF, and. Like you said, that fight, well, for the reasons you said, that fight might not happen. They said Andrade would be next, but Jerry Vincenco is by Andrade. Maybe, I don't remember, but Andrade is, is the nephew of Jerry Vincenco's trainer. Yeah, he's the nephew of Jerry Vincenco's trainer, so that's also not going to happen. They talked about why that fight didn't happen last time, because they were scheduled, or not scheduled to fight, but like they just didn't fight. And they said that was the reason, so I don't see why that would change. The IBF, yeah, like it's, got, it's got Jacobs in three, Andrade four, Tommy Langford in five, Martin Murray in six, and then it's just got a whole host of names below that. That like from one a guy from Poland, a guy from Dominican Republic, a guy from Nigeria, and a guy from Germany. Like there's not many big names in the top ten. Only Jacobs and Andrade really. Yeah. What about Charlo? Is he in the WBC in it? I think I've got mixed up. Yeah. Is Charlo ranking? He's not in the he's not in the IBF rankings on this. Yeah, he's the WBC Mando. He's probably well. He just looked at the rankings, so yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's true. So I don't I don't think Charlo and Devrajenko will be happening. Yeah, that's actually quite interesting. <laughs> if both of those guys. Oh, pass that's it. right. He wouldn't be there because the WBC's the uh, the fucking thing. That belt that they have, and you can't be ranked in the in the little top ten thing if you already have a belt. And technically, he does have a belt, so that's why you don't see Murata there as well. So yeah, so he, mm-hmm. that is not a thing because he would have to drop the Jamal Charlotte would have to drop the WBC belt. He has the little fake WBC joint he has. He'd have to drop that to fight Jerry Vincenco, which would really be like a step down because the goal is to fight Golovkin, or the winner of Kendall and Golovkin, rather. So, yeah, there's no reason for him to do that. So that's not going to happen. So it looks like we're going to hit the situation where he's going to, Jerry Machenko, they're going to have to fight just some guy that nobody really cares about and become the paper <laughs> champion. And, it, and is it true you can't be ranked or, as a mandatory challenger by two different organizations, isn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah, so... Uh, I think it depends. I think, I think because you're not actually a belt holder, if you're the Mando and the WBO or the IBF, I think you could do it like that. But because the WBA's little belt and the WBC's little belt, I'm pretty sure you can't do it like that. I think that's how it works. I know you have to be like you can't be a belt holder and they be ranked in the top ten of anything else. I know that one. I don't know about like the other little like asterisk part of it though. What about Morata? Has he got a fight scheduled, or is he also... Morata can't be in the IBF. I don't know if he has a fight schedule, but like he can't be ranked in the IBF because that little WBA regular champ thing he has. Oh. It's the same problem as the Jamal Charlo problem. 
I can look this up for you if Murad has anything scheduled, though, just for the sake of it. I think Murata is probably the biggest name outside Canelo and Golovkin. I, I, he I'm is, not too sure. In Japan. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have anything on tap right now. I mean, Nui done good numbers against McDonald. I think if if you wanna if Golovkin wants to go down the road, like if he wants to cash out on big fights, then I think Murata is probably the next big name. He but is if he wants to try in Japan. That is the biggest money fight for him right there, aside from Canelo. I mean, they've already said that a few times that he wants to fight. Yeah, him. and I don't, I don't think Saunders in the UK is a big name. Uh, I, I still, I don't He's think not. Saunders and. I think Saunders and Golovkin in the UK won't be that big. I think Brook. I think it would be big as hell. Kind of, because of Golovkin and the fact that it's a unification fight, but I don't think it would be as big as the Murata fight in Japan just because Murata is like a superstar there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was just going to say, Brook, I think, is probably a much bigger name than Saunders. And I, I don't think Brook is that big of a name outside Sheffield, but. Yeah, I don't think Saunders. I don't think Saunders is a ticket seller in the UK. Well, I think the thing like this for guys like Golovkin is they're guys that can carry a pay-per-view anyway. I mean, people talk about how people on the internet talk about how Golovkin's not a draw or something like that. They're entirely wrong about that. Yeah, I agree. I think a pay-per-view and a ticket seller is completely different. I was at the Brook fight. I thought that was like probably one of the best atmospheres I've been to. Actually, the best atmosphere. When I spoke to someone who was at Joshua Klitschko, I didn't end up going. They were saying the Brook Golovkin fight was like the the best atmosphere they've been to. Like they were saying, the the noise in that fight was like the loudest they've ever heard. And that was in just the arena. Like the Joshua Klitschko fight was in like a ninety thousand stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too sure if that was to do with because it was Golovkin, like one of the premier pound for pound fighters coming over, or it's just a matchup. Uh, I think if Golovkin comes again, he probably will sell it out again. But I'm not too sure with Saunders. I think Saunders is. He will. Start, Golovkin sells out everywhere, to, trust me. He would. I think Saunders is starting to pick up a bad rep because of the amount of fights he's pulled out of. I think maybe he needs to win over the public again, but. If they fight the Gale first, then I think that could probably put them in a good position market, market-wise, because I think they'll probably do really good numbers at the Gale and Saunders fight. Can we talk about how much Murray gets fucked over? Yeah, I agree with that completely. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, he's historically, fight, not even just off. recently. Just, <laughs> Martin Murray is always getting the short end of the stick. Like, that's his entire career. That's his entire history in boxing. But apparently, Murray... What did you yeah, say, bro? Apparently, Remember, he, I was going to say... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. When he fought, was it Martinez? Yeah. Yep. That was a... That was a bad result, that one. I thought. Strom... I thought that was a close fight, but I think he kind of got denied a knockdown. I was going to say, I think I heard Murray... Yeah, that was a bad decision. I heard Murray, because he won yesterday, I think, was it against Roberto Garcia? I didn't really know. And got punched in the ball like 20 times. I heard he's a couple of fights away from being the mandatory challenger to Golovkin. I don't think anyone wants to see that again. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be bad if Golovkin has to fight him to keep his belt. 
That's a tricky Wait, situation. How would he be? What do you mean a couple um, of fights? But like, how many fights are we talking? Because he shouldn't be I think, high up the ranking. I think right after Char- after Charlo, I think Murray's. Uh, I think he's either the one rated after Charlo or the, maybe the one after. But I think I think he's rated quite highly. That's what I've heard. He won the WBC silver yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I think he, okay. was, he was number six on the IBF rankings. I just I just read to you guys. So. Hmm. These ratings are so silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's do this, guys. We've got about eight minutes left in the show. I'm going to call it uh, slightly early. Uh, I've got dinner waiting for me, and I'm, I haven't eaten since about 10 o'clock this morning. Um, so we will be back next week. Uh, and I'm not sure what we'll be talking about other than reviewing the uh, the Gilberto Ramirez fight um, because that'll probably take all of five minutes. Um, but we'll come up with something uh, between now and next Sunday, uh, meaning myself, Victor, and Mike, uh, Michael Shepard. Um, so, Hamed, thank you for calling in again. Uh, it's always nice yeah, to talk no to you. Um, and then uh, let's do this real quick. If you like what you heard today, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash split the boxing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at split the boxing. You can follow Victor Atkinson at at 757 Vic or follow Michael Shepard at at mshep10. Uh, you can visit the split the website. And if you are so inclined to do so, uh, you can support the excuse me, the Split D Boxing Network on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Split D Boxing. So for myself and my co-host Victor and Michael, uh, we will see you next week.